Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. My name is Luke. I'm here with Beatrice and Ashlyn. And for the first time in the history of this podcast, we are all within three hours of each other in the United States. B is in LA, Ashlyn is in Arizona, and I am still over here in lovely, rainy South Florida. So what's going on, ladies? Welcome to Hello. the USB. Oh yeah, thank you. So like loving it so far. You've been here before, right? You're like, welcome to the United States for the first time. I'm just kidding. You've been here a bunch of times <laughs> in the past, before. right? What? Yeah. You've been here a bunch of times in the past, right? No, right. just twice for the Olympian for the Arnold. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So yeah, last so this year, is my, first, my third time. Okay, cool. So tell yeah. us, like, how how was everything? How was the like 20 hour flight from Dubai? Like. How's it been, you know, hanging out uh, in Cali so far? Like, give us the rundown, man. Catch us up. What's going on? Okay, so firstly, my flight was probably the worst one that I had so far. Not because oh, no. of the flight. It, it, look, it was crazy. It was my the longest one I've done until now. Okay. So it was a 16, hour, 16 hours and 15 minutes, if I'm not wrong. I think it was uh, quicker than that, but uh, it was 16 hours, let's say. But eight hours um i would say that it was like half uh the flight i i felt sick like oh, literally no. sick i went to the bathroom like 15 times you have no idea oh, no i was like i was messaging joe because um i paid for the internet uh the internet sucked by the way uh but it was like six dollars and i paid for <laughs> it just just to connect with them and my, my parents and joe and all that stuff because something could happen like i don't know like um uh just arriving later or anything like that right. so that joke Absolutely, i yeah. know yeah. yeah so i i bought it and also because it was way too long so i i wanted to talk with everyone or be able to talk with everyone but it doesn't even um you can't even connect to people like look for other people to message so it has to be like recent um people who you connected with recently you know mm. so it kind of sucked a little bit what Gotcha. Yeah, you, you can. I, I couldn't send you a message, uh, for example, because I it wouldn't appear like your name, but Joe would appear because he is the one who who I contact with more, you know. Okay. So it, gotcha. it sucked a, a little bit, to be honest. But yeah, um, after eight hours, I would say I slept a little bit, just I don't know, like two hours or or three hours, and then so I, the whole flight you only slept a couple hours. Oh, yeah, uh, wow. and I, I, I stayed awake until. The time to go to the um, until yeah until the hour to go to the airport. So I left home at three a.m. So I wow. woke up in Dubai. I woke up at seven ish. Then I stayed awake until three thirty more or less. Uh, and yeah, wow. and, until three thirty. When I when I left home, it was half an hour until uh to the to the airport. And then I stayed awake until the the flight, pretty much because I, I couldn't sleep as I was alone. I didn't yeah. want to, I, I just can't sleep, you know? So no, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. So I, it was kind of, uh, it, it was okay. Actually I was awake and I, sl I, I drank a lot of coffee 
to be honest. I, I think <laughs> I spent like 10 euros in Starbucks on Starbucks. There's Starbucks <laughs> yeah. on the plane? Oh no, uh, at the airport. Oh, before. at the airport. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. but uh, but it it was actually okay. I was feeling okay. I was studied uh, for a bit because I normally download the the documents that I need, and then I just work a bit. Um, I watch uh, I watched Netflix as well, so it was okay. Right, uh, cool. But then after I would say like eight hours, I started feeling really sick, and I was like, "What do you oh, when you shit. when you say sick? What like you had like." stomach issues or yeah like... like my entire belly like my gut okay everything gotcha. was aching a lot and it was like from nothing um it, it was like after i ate a chicken from the food company that i where i ordered the foods you know and i think, so you that think maybe used... you got a little food poison yeah no i think that it was like the condiments that they used probably it it messed a little bit with my stomach and then my intestines the rest of it Gotcha. It was messy as well, like not messy, messy, but I had to go to the bathroom loads of time because of times because I, I went, let, let's imagine I, I was going like once and I, I was just feeling bad. I wasn't um, doing anything. I was just feeling bad, but needing to be in the bathroom, you know, so gotcha. it, it, it was bad, I would say. And uh, I just started messaging, messaging Joe to get some Pepto-Bismol ready because I really needed that. So, wow. yeah, it was so a how does that I, Yeah. How did this it affect, like, bad. the other passengers? Were you, like, did you have to, like, oh, no, climb over okay. people they, to get, you were good? No, I was okay. I, I try, I always try to hide and to, like, uh, I don't know, just say that everything is okay, you know? I, I was a bit um, pale, I would say, at some time. But normally, uh, when I feel bad regarding my, my belly, I get pale and I get, it's always the same feeling, so it wasn't new for me. Um, think maybe so it was I, a little anxiety, or you know, like no, I think like, it uh, was okay. I'm going, I'm going to say this because it normally it's when I get constipated for, uh, I would say like three, four, five days. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my my organism it, it just starts trying to move, like to force everything. So ah, I start gotcha. feeling really sick. Yeah, so okay. as we had more people at home staying there, a, a couple that I, that I didn't know, uh, it, it looks like my body just wants to hold everything, you know, because of, I don't know, just being shy next to people and right, different gotcha. people around 24-7, all that stuff. So it always happens with me. Um, so yeah, it was, again, this thing when I get constipated and then not eating much because I was flying and I was eating okay, but it's always like stress and flying and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I felt a little bit sick and I even felt sick, like almost puked when we were landing. Oh. So for the first time, for the very first time. But yeah, after that, I just, I, I needed to, to get my shit together, honestly, because I needed to get to the passport <laughs> I control. Need, I needed Imagine. to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was together though. <laughs> ah, it was together. Oh God, okay. No, but um, well, I I needed to. Uh, Thank God they didn't try to do a together. cavity search to you in in customs. They would have had a oh big surprise. <laughs> no, I was like I was waiting in the line uh, for the passport control, and I really wanted uh, like that urge of going to the bathroom. You know, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is man. not happening now. This right. I was just thinking, this is not freaking happening right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, God. then. <laughs> then i you had poor to, thing 
oh my god it's just terrible i hate when this happens and it's quite common uh, with me I, I always feel this this way when it happens so i kind of i'm used to it i would say i always know like the the reason why so i was kind of chill but at the same time i wasn't feeling at my best uh so yeah then going through the passport control and explaining oh i'm an athlete and giving my my olympia contract so that he could see the guy and uh, asking me questions and you know uh, my boyfriend is here and i i uh, the last time that I, I've been to America was in March and to compete again and this and that and this and that and, you know, all the papers and all that stuff. But Were they pretty cool or okay. did they give you a hard time? Oh, no, no. The guy was awesome. Like, okay. so awesome. And even uh, told me that he was rooting for me and all that stuff. Oh, regarding, awesome. Regarding the shows. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Just awesome. And then the same thing happened with the bags because, okay, I am that person that wants to, to have all the food. So I bought food in Dubai. I bought meat, minced beef in Dubai, but I did, yeah. ended up not using it. So I thought, no, I paid for it. So I'm going to carry it with me. I don't, I don't care if they take it out, um, out of my bag and they keep it. I'm going to take it with me because <laughs> right. uh, I paid for it. I don't care. Um, At least somebody's going to eat it, even if it's going to be like the the baggage guys, right? <laughs> well, the, the the meat is good and it was expensive, so yeah, yeah at least they would win win. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after all, um, we had the dogs there. Like we had to to be in the line to to let the dogs smell the the bags. Uh, right. But a, a Mexican, I think it was a Mexican girl. She was in front of me, and the the police wasn't wasn't understanding what she was saying. So I offered translation because I speak Spanish as well. So right. then he let me pass. Like he just said, "No, you can go, young lady." So I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's awesome." Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like it's okay. Meat. You can have seventeen pounds of cocaine, but we love you. You helped us. Go ahead. Buddy. <laughs> so so. The the story here is if you speak Spanish, please offer translation when you arrive in the USA. Right, it'll make it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it was actually great. Then I had to go back and pass through through the dog again because I it's not that I forgot my bag, but I thought that the carousel was the number one, and actually it was a number nine. So I I had to go back and go again. But he allowed me to like to pass, and he just didn't allow the dog to to smell my bags. Cool. So. So yeah, everything was okay. Then I just messaged Joe and he was already waiting for me. And it was uh, a, a, such a great moment. You, you guys know, like eight months apart. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so How was yesterday? <laughs> what did you guys, I saw some of your pictures, you guys walking on the beach and holding oh, hands. Oh yeah, I needed, needed some cardio to get then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, it That's was good, awesome. man. I'm yeah. glad. It's, it looks like you guys are like, you know, just, just happy to be together and hanging out and Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's super chilled. Like everything was super chilled. He just told me like to eat whatever I wanted yesterday because uh, it wouldn't matter much. Uh, I stick right. to my diet. Of course, I ate a little bit more vegetables and all that stuff, but it doesn't really matter. Um, oh. But yeah, it was super chilled. I ended up. Um, I'm I'm still a, a bit jet jet lagged, of course. But he, as you guys know, he wakes up pretty pretty early in the yeah. morning. So he woke up at three thirty, I guess, or four um and i woke up at the same time and then we went to the gym at 5 30 or 6 can't, rem yeah. can't rem really remember so we mm -hmm. got our cardio then as i have 20 minutes and he has 45 i went downstairs and i um got my check-ins done because we we will keep everything professional regarding the prep 
so I get my check-ins done. I get my my weight. I measure my weight and I send him. And he sends me the diet as well. Um, we use the WhatsApp for that. So we keep everything separated. Cool. And yeah, and then he, he went downstairs and he saw me like for the first time, like the first check-in uh, in person. And cool. I tried, um, yeah, I trained some poses as well. Then we just came home. I, I made breakfast for both of us. Oh, and awesome. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, we, then we went to the supermarket, of course, because I needed awesome. to buy some stuff for me and he needed some stuff as well. And yeah, then we went to the gym, then back home and here we are. Then we just need to go. It's dark already, but we need to go for a walk. We, we wanted to take a picture, but maybe just tomorrow because um, everyone is uh, interested in my stories lately and it's probably because of Joe yeah, yeah right. like it, everyone is Joe. so happy for me and him like, <laughs> it's so good oh my everyone's god awesome. been waiting. Yeah. they've just seen like you know the tags and stuff like that on the exactly. Instagram and now y'all oh, finally yeah, get so together so people are just like yeah. ah it's, yeah, crazy. it's, it's crazy for me it's crazy for me like and I don't mean to interrupt you but because like living kind of like vicariously through you guys and the whole like even though it's not really a new relationship because you guys have been like you know talking to each other and seeing each other for god almost a year already but it's right. um but coming together like for the first time in a long time yeah it's, after you know, so long right like I, I forget what that feels like because i mean i've been married for me and my wife have been together like 16 years we'll be married 15 years and it's that's a goal you know it's it's a it's different because like with with my wife and I we don't there's there is nothing that doesn't involve one another so we don't know what it feels like to live without each other you know what I mean like yeah. we're, it's in a good way like I'm like you know we're we're so close and so in a, a part of each other's lives because of the amount of time we've been together that there's no instance where one one exists without the, without the other whereas you guys are just developing that you know what i mean which is kind of cool yeah. and i know that's kind of a corny dad no thing it's to say, awesome you know, just, but it's cool yeah just the friendship that we have like we have a relationship but the friendship that we have under the um, the relationship like it's it's something different and and for me it's super special because i i have been focusing since i started competing i have been focusing just on competing and right. on school as well, of course, I, I still study. But when I was um, not in college, I really needed to get good grades to enter the college. When you when you get into college, it's 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 okay. Like if you get a, a ten or a twenty in Portugal, mm -hmm. um, but until until you finish school, the the that is the obligation, you know, like uh, right. legally, the obligation yeah. that you have to 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 do. Um, I really needed to focus on that and I focused solely on that plus the the regimen that I had before like the other coaching and all that stuff that was only only focusing on my career as an athlete and not in me as a person I would say so right. just just coming here just to say that coming here and just having this relationship with Joe, like we we look like a married couple. If, if you see, <laughs> like we <laughs> just have we just have a routine, and we just um, handle stuff so naturally. Like we are going to live together or move together in February, and we didn't even talk about it before. So it's kind of everything happens naturally between us, which is it's just great. Like he is, I'm listening, hearing him. I can hear him. Um, talking 
yeah talking and he can hear me uh, and like it, it doesn't mean if we are apart like in the morning I was studying and he was in the bed and it wasn't awkward like when we are not talking it's not awkward when we are sleeping right. it's not awkward you know it's it's just a good thing to you feel comfortable yeah i feel i feel comfortable and i feel complete now so just arriving here and having That's him awesome. by my side like literally awesome. by my side is just awesome like it, it's way different than having the the long distance relationship of course it, it's good i'm not, not not going to to lie it's good could be better of course but it's good when I'm, it was good when I was in Portugal and when he was here, like when we were apart, it was good. Right, anyways. right. Uh, but but, but just now, having, yeah. yeah, just having the person next to me or um, at the gym, you know, you look around and you see the person who you are with. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's just that those small things and just going to the supermarket and all the, those small things are just just awesome at least for you me like, you sound like awesome. an old soul you sound like you're 40 years old oh my I'm, I'm an old soul. a lifelong he, he says, relationship yeah yeah because we <laughs> we literally look like married people like yeah yeah i'm, I'm over I'm here just like dishes. smiling so big <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. cute because that's literally what me and curtis do for fun like we love to go to the grocery store together for fun and it's like to oh my god i love, I love supermarkets <laughs> me too. you know what's funny look i gotta chime in with this because the funniest thing in the world is my wife does not want me anywhere near the supermarket with her but again oh my god. it's a very but listen it's a very different scenario because we used to go together all the time when the kids were younger because we, a lot of times we wouldn't have a choice and, you know, the kids would drive her crazy. And so now the supermarket and shopping, a lot of times it's her solace. Like she can go and get away and get and have peace and quiet and go do her shopping. And then she comes home and she's, you know, that's her thing. And she doesn't have to listen to mommy. Can I have this mommy? Can I have that babe? Can I get this babe? This looks good, babe. Can I have that? You know? So instead <laughs> it's like, this is my list. This is what I'm buying. Yeah. Like I'm getting, I'm coming, I'll come home. You guys leave me alone. And believe me, I promise you that, and I could be wrong, but eventually you will get there. The yeah, the routines <laughs> change. The routines yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not sure. Like today we went to the supermarket to buy jam because I have it in my diet. And we were like, right. I don't know if I, if I, um, if it's the right choice to get this flavor or this flavor. And then he was saying, <laughs> no, this flavor. This. <laughs> That's funny. You know? So we just, yeah. we just like, um, as we, Okay, as we have a diet as well, we have boundaries, I would say, like we can't buy, I don't know what, an ice cream tub or something like that. Right, of course. Uh, yeah. So it's, yep. yeah, so it's kind of okay, I would say. Um, cool. And we get, we, we separate uh, when we are, I, I mean, I needed to, to buy shampoo and he just went to buy, like to pick something else. And yeah, I, yeah. I I lost him <laughs> then I needed to, <laughs> to go look for him because uh, now I don't have connection here right so right. she <laughs> so, went to um, the she went to the to the lady at the store she was like can you call Joe for me? And she's like, Joe Binley. Yeah. Hello, Joe <laughs> Binley on aisle seven. Joe Binley. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> to the counter. Because he Come lost to the child. customer service, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay. Lost and found. We... Lost and found. He's literally like, right? it's okay, like she lost like... me already. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my when God. Can we no. ship her back now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh no, it's just great. Yeah. I think that the, the routines always change and depending on the needs, like, we are going yeah. to um, to Texas. Our routine are, is going to change. We are going oh, yeah. now to um, to Vegas, meet um, yeah. Ashlyn and Curtis during the um, during the weekend. weekend right? So, 
yeah, yeah so yes. it, the routine will change again and then go, we are going to vegas the routine will change again then i'm yep. not co coming back to to california because then we move to florida when i come back to the usa right, right. so our, yep. our routine will be different again um yeah. so yeah it just depends on the needs but it's just good to i don't know just waking up to and and knowing that the person that you that you love is next to you it's just great yeah. um yeah, so yeah awesome. i feel fulfilled and complete and all that good stuff all that awesome uh, all that gay stuff you know that I all that gay stuff. Stuff. there's nothing wrong with that jerry springer baby you know you have me yeah, at hello. it's just good you, you have oh, me yeah. at hello <laughs> yeah and I, I arrived home and i had um an order it was a, a project id order it wasn't -uh, but really i had it, it's the best one though where could that <laughs> possibly come from it's always good so uh, right but I, that's I'm what i'm not saying like where could where could where could that possibly come from i mean exactly who knows but i had like three, <laughs> I, I had and i have here three balloons saying welcome home with the yeah, the american awesome. flag so it's just great to like the minimal stuff that he thinks of and all that stuff it's just yeah. just co comforting i would say very cool very cool so yeah so, feeling really happy feeling really good my weight awesome. so as i'm feeling happy my weight went down uh, by a kilo i would say wow uh, so I'm sitting a, a, a bit less than 49. Um, okay. Even after a flight, even after feeling bad, feeling bloated, because when when we feel that our gut is not working properly, we, we yeah. always get bloated and all that stuff. I wasn't what, bloated, like, but I like was... One of, it's like 104 pounds? Uh, 106.2 today. Okay, one hundred six. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm just feeling feeling good. When Joe arrived in the on the the room, the posing room, uh, this morning, he he was looking happy as well with the, how I looked. So yeah, everything is going well. Three weeks out. Three weeks. Yeah, I think it's three yeah. weeks uh, and a bit more. From uh, Texas, to, yeah. yeah, from the Battle of Texas, and yeah, everything is just going well. Now awesome. I can I can't attend the school classes because the school yeah the university classes because they are at like two a.m. here. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So yeah, that's the that's the only thing that doesn't that that is not working now. But I I attend to them because they are recorded anyways. Um, okay, good. So yeah, that's yeah that's the only thing that is now lacking a bit, but um, ends up being the same because I I never pay attention to the classes. To be honest, the online classes are not worth gotcha. it at all. Yeah, you'll yeah, so, you'll figure out a good routine for that and you'll be okay. Oh yeah, I, I've been studying today as well. So I, I have my tasks and I I hand out everything that I need uh, on time. So as long as I do it, it's it's just fine. Um, and yeah, besides that, everything is okay. Went to Good. the LA LA Fitness today and I liked it as well. Awesome. Um, so yeah, now we are just going to bump food again. My my uh, training volume is still at sixty percent. So I get my workout in in like fifty minutes. I would say. Right, which is well, which kind of sucks i can't push much he uh, joe doesn't want me to go to failure stuff right. like that uh but my body is looking better this way so Good. at least uh, it's better than having to do uh, loads of stuff um right. in order to to get things done to exactly. get things like, to get to get things looking good so right. uh yeah just eating to the show eating more and more um your and body's yeah. going to start responding like crazy now that you're not having to stress about any let any more of like the oh, traveling yeah. and getting over here exactly. and all that mess so exactly i think that just being i mean being far away from joe is just it's it's not a stress for me but it's when i arrived i i just felt 
um in peace. some sort of peace. yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, so yeah and it all contributes to that i was talking with him uh, today about it and he was saying that now it it was going to be really good because i was here and he like oh, he now we live together here at least for this six weeks so he can see me every day and all that stuff so everything works better but um but just the, the mentality of everything just makes everything easier on the body as well so it will yeah. naturally respond better than if i was in portugal for example or for sure, in dubai yeah. i don't know like, yeah. yeah so ash how are things going with you down there in the az <laughs> everything is good the weather has been a little up and down so i feel like um like today it was pretty chilly um mm. I think just because of the weather change being so drastic, like it's like either really hot or it gets pretty chilly, like down in the fifties. Um, just, I think I got a little sinus infection. So I've just been dealing with that, which honestly I've gotten all my training and all my cardio, like everything's been fine. I just, <clears throat> just a little bit of congestion. So it's a little bit harder to do like my sprint hits, uh, my hit sprints versus like my steady state. So actually this week I've just, I cut out all my sprints um, just for like breathing purposes. Um, but other than that, like, it's actually really weird. Cause I am every single day I wake up like, and I'm so lean. Um, but for whatever reason, like the scale has said the exact same thing all the time. So wow. I'm just like, okay, this is the first time that that's ever happened. And, um, I know that I took a break and it was funny cause Jamie was my coach. She was telling me that I'm a freak of nature because I'm probably like the only person that she knows that can take a three week break. And it looks like I took a whole year off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh my she's God. like, she's like, is there any way that you gain like three or four pounds of muscle? Like we we're just joking around. And I'm like, there's no way, but it's like that the scale says that, um, it's weird because I look like I, I look like I'm about to get on stage, even though I mm -hmm. still have two weeks left. Um, I look really lean, but the scale says that I'm four pounds above stage weight. So it's just, it's wow. just different. Like to see the scale not move at all. It's been staying the same pretty much every week. If, if it moves, it goes up, which is just weird. Um, and I'm like the tightest that I've ever looked. And obviously like I look fuller, but it's muscle. Like it doesn't look like I'm not fuller because I'm, I'm bigger, like with fat, I'm, I'm right. definitely losing all my fat. So it's just weird. I'm just like, I don't know if my scales broke or if I just, you know, put on a little bit more mass in that time, which doesn't really make sense to me, but it just, it is sounds weird, so. like, it sounds to me like you could just be, um, your body could have just recovered from a lot of inflammation. You know what I mean? That's and, what I'm thinking. I mean, you know? what else could it be? You know? So, yeah. And I always tell my clients this, I mean, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on the scale just because I do think that it's a, um, a tool. I think it's mm -hmm. a tool that we try to use a lot and it's not really the best tool for progress because it only tells you weight alone and the weight can come from multiple different things. It's not just exactly. from fat, which that's what most people always indicate. Like they get on the scale and they don't see the weight, um, move up or down. Um, or even if they do see it move up, like, and you're working really hard and you're trying to build muscle, or even if you're just losing fat, but you're, you know, eating a lot of protein and you're working out every day and, you know, like the scale can literally go up because you're building muscle mass and Absolutely. the scale doesn't tell you that it just tells right. you a number. You're so, heavier. Exactly. Yeah. 
yeah. And I mean, most of you guys, how much husband, water do you guys drink every day? Like on a typical day, like are you are you upwards of like a gallon a day? Are you drinking liters? Like, what's a typical day? So for you? I I drink liters, uh, but that's just because my water bottle is a one point five liter. So okay. um, I always make sure to drink two two to three of those. So I'm always getting over a gallon every single day. And a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. <laughs> I know. You know what exactly. I mean? So it's yeah, water. that's exactly. I tell people that stuff all the time. Cause like I would have clients like in the back in the day, you know, more so, and this is a lot more relevant. I mean, I shouldn't say it's a lot more relevant. It's just as relevant for bodybuilders. It is for general fitness clients, but I think general fitness clients tend to, because of their lack of understanding of the way everything works, Whereas more, most bodybuilders are more educated because you guys have actually taken the time to learn your body, understand what different things happen. When you work more with general fitness clients, they're the type of people that will get, they'll get on the scale every morning when they wake up. And if they wake up one day and they get on the scale and they're a pound heavier, they freak out and they're like, oh my God, how can I be heavier? And it's like, relax, you know, like at the end of the day, like, that's why I used to tell people, you only touch that scale when I tell you to. You know exactly. what I mean? I, I mean, I would either give them a specific day and it would be, you know, like the same day every week would be the only time we touch the scale. First thing in the morning, after you've had your morning cleanse, <laughs> you get on the scale. And if you get it only... because you can be constipated. Exactly. Yeah, that that's too. The, yep. That's the only time that I would allow them to touch the scale. And that wasn't even everybody. I had some people I would only let them weigh in once a month because I knew that the scale would just play games with their brains and their heads mm -hmm. so much oh, that they it would is the worst tool sometimes like it Absolutely. can really mess with your head and yeah. you do have to remember that especially if you're new or if you're getting into um you know starting to train more and starting to um you know get on a certain regimen and you're being more consistent a lot of times that first week or two the scale is going to automatically go up because your body is in is working hard in its recovery mode so when your body is recovering from you know tearing the micros in your in your muscles um it's going to hold inflammation because those fluids are trying to heal heal the rest right. of your body so like your body mm -hmm. naturally is going to hold a little bit more water just because it is trying to you know heal whenever you're breaking the whenever you're tearing those uh fibers whenever you're training right. mm -hmm. so naturally that just happens but you know we forget that and we're just like we're constantly looking for that number to drop and with especially during our prep i mean a prep's a little bit different because you are trying to see results a lot in a shorter amount of time um mm -hmm. but for me i feel like <laughs> because i had that break I am so strong right now and I'm forgetting how hard I'm training. And then right. I'll get on the scale and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not moving. And then I start thinking like, okay, well, A, I did take a break. So I know that, you know, my body is healing right now. And two, I'm training so hard because I feel so strong. And whenever right. I'm training hard, that means my body's working extra hard to recover. And whenever it's recovering, the weight isn't going to really drop. That's the only time I really see my weight drop is whenever I kind of slow down in the gym. I'm not really training as hard, as heavy. Um, the inflammation goes down a little bit more. So I just, there's always those little things in my head, you know, that I'm always trying to be like, remember Ashlyn, remember, because I always try to tell my clients the same thing. And it's hard to explain to people, 
when it, it's a little bit different when your only goal is fat loss. It's like if you come right. to me and you are extremely overweight and we're just trying to get the weight down and that's our goal, that's one thing to be concerned if the weight isn't moving, because then that could be internal. That could be like hormones, thyroid, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times sleep too makes a huge difference. A lot of people don't oh, get yeah. near as near as much sleep as they should. And so you can retain water that way too. Yep. So very There's cool. so many factors that go into it, and absolutely, I just, yeah. yeah. Even if you have just a stressful day, I I had one in in Dubai. I just felt a little bit more stressed, and on the next day, I I waited. I I think like a kilo more. Then I just yeah. had like a beach day with the girl there. Um, and you lost the weight that I met, and yeah, on the on the following day, I just lost that kilo. So it yeah. was just stress. So stress. Sometimes you just need to de-stress. So you just need like cortisol, a massage, power, baby, whatever. Cortisol. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I got a question for you, ladies. This is actually something that came across to um, to me through the body through the all business bodybuilding um, chat. It's funny because they asked the question for you through all business. Cause I guess they recognize me from both podcasts cause they apparently listen to both. So the question, it's a two part question, <laughs> and, right? It's a two part question. And ultimately it is, how do you handle a situation with a coach? If you are going in different directions, meaning the essentially what the, they gave me a long explanation of how they were with a coach for a long time their coach wanted them to do multiple shows. They didn't feel like that was what was best for their body. And they just created a clash between them and their coach. So one, they wanted to know how to deal with that. And two, when do you make the decision ultimately that it's time to move on from a coach? If you feel like it's not the right fit for you. Well, when, when, when you stop agreeing with, you don't need to agree with everything that the coach says, of course, because you, you have exactly. to be use your brain. Normally you have to use your brain. So same thing with, with the, the coaching uh, matter, like you, you need to have your opinion. And if something is not right for you, like it's your body and it's your, your life after all, it's your diet, your daily routine, everything. Uh, and especially when you compete, you you have everything around the competition and the prep. So it's kind of your life and you have to have an opinion on it to not uh, allow the others uh, to control it at 100%, I would say. Of course, you have to respect the, the, the coach's opinion and what he has to um, to say and what he wants you to do. But there's there's boundaries, I would say. And I've been I've been there. I know the feeling of the, the coach just wanting you to to or wanting me to do more and more and more shows and me just wanting to to relax and to have an off season and enjoy with the family because after loads of, of competitions, you just need the feel to relax and arrive home and not having to do cardio and not having to meal prep or not having to I don't know, just feeling um like eating, going out yeah. and eating clean, but eating out, you know, just mm-hmm. that feeling of freedom. I would say that sometimes prep doesn't give you sometimes um, if then right. And if then with time, it will allow you to do so. Um, but if not, you just need to, to, I would say like respect it. But when you start disagreeing with everything that the coach says, and you know that you are right in terms of respecting your own body like if your mind is is tired why the hell are you going to compete more right like it, there's no point because firstly we have to to enjoy 
the competition side of, of bodybuilding. Otherwise, like there's no point on comp- competing, in my opinion. It's yeah. the, it's the same as um, I don't know the the vacuum we w- were talking about it in the last podcast or the last episode. Like I, I don't really enjoy doing it, so I don't just I I don't force myself doing it to do it. Right. So just because it doesn't make me feel super happy, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't do it. Doesn't mean that I don't. Sometimes you just need to do stuff that you don't like. But when it comes to uh, things like competing and being forced to compete uh it's another way of seeing stuff so if the coach is just forcing you to do stuff that you don't want and it it's about competing so it's not essential in your life so that you can survive or something like that um i don't know i would just talk with him as i did before i would just talk with him and um and explain the reason why i don't want to compete more like just for this season or or whatever um and see the 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 answer and then i um i decided to change coaches the moment i i realized that i was disagreeing with everything right. you know like the minimal stuff such as i don't know like not having lettuce in my in my meal plan was um pissing me off so much just because i was disagreeing with everything and everything the, the small stuff would look like huge stuff Right. You know, so yeah, so I just decided to to change when I wasn't feeling happy at all with the coaching. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the main factor, I would say. It was just like an accumulation of of disagreements and arguments and all that stuff. So when right. it starts getting just like not healthy, I would say not a, re- a healthy relationship because after all, you have to trust the person. You have to, you know, it's your coach, so he commands your life i would say he or she commands your life like it's your diet it's your the supermarket you have to go because of your diet your gym or your gym sessions your cardio sessions like it's the control of over your life it's it's how it's done it's natural as it's a coach um but if you stop just agreeing with everything and you don't feel happy with it uh, i just think there's no reason to keep on doing it and maybe uh, trying another another approach is just the best idea i would say and even if you don't like the new approach go back to the old one maybe you change your mind on or change again and see what 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 feels you better like with what what you feel better with right you know awesome yeah what do you think, Ash? yeah i definitely agree um and i do think that if you are having some sort of like feeling in the back of your head for whatever reason there's obviously a reason that you're feeling this way and to like push it off just because you're like I don't know worried that you're gonna hurt their feelings if you leave or like I feel like a lot of people feel bad like because I have I have console calls every day and it's like I have console calls with people I literally had one today um that are still with a coach and they're like oh I just I, like they're saying all these things wrong that they just don't like they don't have communication like if I was being treated the way that most of these people are being treated there was no question in my mind I would be gone like I would just be like I'm sorry like I'm not going to pay you anymore you're not giving me what oh, I yeah, want 100 you like if they, I just, if they don't don't reply to you if they don't I know it's a service and it's a paid service so you kind of have to to get the benefits that you are that the person says that you are going to be given yeah and there's and there's so many coaches that promise all these things and then they don't deliver 
And then you're left with, you know, somebody that's like a client that's like, oh my gosh, I just, I feel so bad. What do I say? It's like, I feel like I'm breaking up with somebody, but, and in my mind, I'm sitting over there like, they're not even giving you the time of day and you still feel bad. So it's like, that happens all the time. And it's like, my advice is if you're having red flags pop up, if you're not getting the questions answered, like if you ask a coach five questions and they only answer one, I would, that's a red flag right there. And if they Mm -hmm. do this numerous times, then you need to start counting all the red flags and you need to start realizing like, Hey, my money's worth this, my time, my energy, everything that I'm doing is worth, you know, what I'm getting more than what I'm giving more than what I am getting. So it's like, you just have to constantly think about, you know, how far do you want to go? How serious are you taking this? Um, you know, this is their job. And if they're not doing their job to like, make you, you know, feel like they're communicating with you a hundred percent and they're, they're not doing the things that they said that they were going to do. And, and whatever the case is, it doesn't matter. You know, not everybody's not the perfect fit for everybody. Some people, you know, they, they need a certain style of coaching in order for them to make it to the next level. And you have to find whatever that is for you. And so if that means that you have to try out seven different coaches, then try out seven different coaches. It's your money. Like it's your Mm -hmm. money. It's your life. It's your prerogative. Do whatever you want to do. And the coaches are going to, they're going to get over it. And if you're with somebody for a long time and you're not seeing eye to eye with things, then that's a red flag. Like I would totally just be like, Hey, look, I have talked to you about this. I'm not really feeling like I'm getting the communication back that I am looking for. I'm not really getting the answers that I'm looking for. I feel like that I tell you my issues and I don't really feel like I'm getting, you know, not like a thorough response or I'm not getting, you know, I'm just not getting fulfilled in whatever way, shape or form. So if you, if we're not going to nip this in the butt right now, I just want you to know that I'm look, I'm going to look elsewhere. Like I'm just going to try and find something. And there's so many different coaches and different coaching styles and there's so much stuff out there now. So to stick with somebody and to pay somebody and to trust somebody with your life and you're constantly feeling like either you can't talk to them about it or they're not, y'all aren't agreeing on the certain, on some things or whatever the case is, it's your health, it's your money, it's your time, it's your energy. I would be putting that into something that you trust hundred percent that, you know, that you're going to get whatever out of that you're putting into it and that you are happy with what you're doing because it's not worth it at that point, in my opinion. Absolutely. absolutely. So what's yeah, a, what's, a what's a giant red flag for you guys? Like if you were to start with a new coach, what's, what's name one thing between both of you, you know, each of you that, would be that if the coach did this one thing that I would be like, you would be like right then and there. Nope. I'm done. This is, this ain't working. Oh my God. There are so many. Um, <laughs> communication oh is huge. So I think yeah, in the beginning, exactly. the communication has to be solid. Yeah. Just the, the way he, he or she responds the way of, I don't know, the, 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 the quality of the, the answer. Sometimes it's not just answering. The, the quality of the answer yeah right. the detail if they answer every single question that you like even if you send like a list of a bullet point list you know of questions mm-hmm. they have to answer everything because it's a service right. uh, and you have to, like you have to to make your customer uh happy, happy and satisfied yeah absolutely yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I think so, communication is the biggest one for me. Like if I'm, yeah, if I, if I text you and I'm like, Hey, can we get on a call? 
and you don't, and either you don't want to get on a call with me or you, um, you know, lag on getting me a call or you're not, you know, you're not like trying, like I can feel that. Like I can feel if you like care or not. So if I'm, if I automatically feel like I'm not getting enough from the get go and I just feel like I'm whatever to you, I'm just another client. I'm just another number. Like I can usually tell pretty quickly. Um, and that's why I like to do phone calls. Like I always do phone call consults and stuff just because like, I want us to be able to connect. And I feel like that if you have a coach that isn't willing to like get on a phone call with you and isn't willing to talk to you. And if they tell you they're going to do all these things and then you're noticing, like, you know, say you're, say you're a month in and you're noticing they're already not doing what they said that they were going to do. That's a huge red flag. Yeah. The moment you sign up, they just start not being like they were until you signed up. Yep. Uh, it's, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Ash, real quick. As someone who is a coach and, you know, deals with a lot of different people all the time, how would you handle a situation where you have a client that is making progress? Okay. And now, and let's, let's, let's look at more of a general fitness type of person, someone who's not necessarily a competitor, but a general fitness person. Um, How, well, how would you deal with a client that is making progress but it's one of those people that is constantly coming back to you and saying, I need a day off. I need a cheat meal. I need to be able to go enjoy this, you know, birthday. I need to go. Would you kind of, are, are you, would you kind of like let that person like, you know, enjoy their life, go about what they're doing and kind of with that open explanation that you realize that every time we do something like this, we may be hindering our progress, but as long as I continue to see forward momentum, we'll continue to work things like this into your plan or are you, would you consider yourself to be more of a strict coach where if, you know, if a client came to you two or three times asking for things like this, that eventually you might get to the point as a coach where you're like, look, this isn't working for me. Like if you're not going to follow my plan, I can't, we can't work together. How, what do you, what, where do you see yourself in those two aspects? Of so, course you have to uh, go. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't have experience here yet, but um, I, I think that if it's a lifestyle client, I think there's no reason why not enjoying a special moment with the family or with the partner or whatever, especially right. if the, the person is feeling down and all that stuff. Now, if, if the same person starts asking for it one, two, three, four times a week, okay, we need to to set some limits here and there just not Mm -hmm. to because then you don't have um progression and who's who's the fault (laughs) who's the fault Uh, yeah yeah yeah. so it's it's on the coach um so yeah as long as it's like one time um one emergency or one feeling down i need to just breathe a little uh out of the diet and out of the regimen okay no I, I mean for me it's totally fine and for me it's way better for for the client of course it depends on the case but um following just macros or a, a flex super flexible meal plan uh, comparing to a a competitor meal plan i would say so i think it it would help way more mm-hmm. just being flexible as it's not for a competitive uh goal i would say right, right. yeah uh, but then, if the of course, if the person starts getting uh, cravings and all that stuff, and if it if it doesn't work with the person, of, of course, we, I think we have to set some boundaries there. Right. What do you think, yes. Ash? So in the beginning, I'm always strict, always because I want you to 
not fall back into your same old habits. Like I want things to be strict in the beginning because I want you to see progress. I want you to get motivated and I want you to see that the results will come with consistency. And then once I see that you're consistent, um, you've been making progress, then I will add in a cheat meal. You will get, I mean, some of my girls have three three cheat meals a week. And this is whenever they're consistent, they stay on their plan most of the time. Um, their lifestyle. So obviously, you know, they're counting macros. Plus I let them have a cheat meal on top of their macros. So they're not replacing any meals. They get to eat all their food. Plus they get a cheat meal on top of it. So they're getting fed. They're seeing results. That's not the issue. Um, the only time anything ever becomes an, if, if everything, anything ever becomes an issue is I tell them that if you do the cheat meal and you're realizing that you are not having self-control during this time, I'm going to pull it out. So I'm like, I need you to be honest with me because if you're not honest with me, I'm not going to be able to help you. And I'm like, so we will do the cheat meal. I'd never want you to feel like you're in a box, which is why I do the macros and, um, and their improvement seasons or in, um, if, if it's just a lifestyle. So I'll always do macros. So they never feel like, you know, they need to go out and binge or cheat or anything like that. Um, and then on top of that, I, you know, as long as they have, they'll have something to look forward to. So I make sure that, Hey, let's just stick, stay on track as long as we can. And then once I'm seeing progress, we'll slowly start adding in the cheat meals. But if they start asking for them numerous times, then I'm like, Hey, you need to think about your goals. I'm like, everybody wants to have a cheat meal every day. Everybody wants to have five cheat meals a week. Like that's, that's something, you know, that we're, that's why you're, you have me for accountability. I'm like, but you need to understand that, you know, you need to follow an 80, 20 rule. So 20% of the week you can, you know, enjoy some free foods. You don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, being so strict. Like you want to have that 20% to just be able to relax, be a human, not worry about, you know, being a client. I'm like, and the rest of the time, you know, that other 80%, I want you working really hard in the gym. If you have a cheat meal, I want you to put it to use. I want you to make sure that whenever you do have your cheat meal, you're hitting your water goal for the day. There's like so many things that I want them to know. And I always let them know, like, obviously, if you slack on your water and you have a cheat meal, or even if you hit your water and you have a cheat meal, a lot of times you're going to hold water for a couple of days um, just because the sodium's a lot higher. You know, you're adding extra calories, extra fats to your um to your day. I'm like, so you just have to remember this and not let that affect your mind. I'm like, so whenever you wake up the next day, if for whatever reason, you're a little bit puffy, you're bloated, you're bloated, whatever the case is, just know that's from the cheat meal. Know it's going to come down. Don't let it affect your mood. Don't let it affect your workout. I want you to put hundred percent, 110 into your workout. And then that's it. I'm like, but if you're noticing that you have the cheat meal and either you're starting your you're starting to crave a lot of stuff or you're starting to go downhill or you're starting to get off track because, you know, that cheat meal is just making you go in the wrong direction. I'm like, please tell me so we can pull it out. So I always try to give them like, I want to give them things, but I don't want it to hinder their progress. So they know how I feel about it. Um, and I don't think that cheat meals are bad at all. I think that they're necessary. I think that they're great. I think that There's nothing wrong with cheat meals as long as majority of your week, you're picking food choices that are optimal, that are going to give you the results, that are going to make you feel good, that are going to make you push harder in the gym. Um, There's so many things that I'm like, I'm like, yes, you can have this until I see that it's not working for you. If I see it's not working for you, I'm going to pull it out. So, and and this happens. Some people, they look forward to the cheat meal. They can have it. They're great. They make progress. It's never an issue. And there's some people 
you give them the cheat meal and it's just a downward spiral. And then it makes them want to cheat more and it makes them binge and they can't, they don't have self-control. So I'm like, before we can put in the cheat meal, you need to learn how to tell yourself no. no. Learning how to tell yourself no is the first thing that I want you to do as my client. And if you know how to do that, if you know how to tell yourself no, and you know how to be strict with yourself, then the cheat meals will follow. But until you know how to do that, I don't want to even put the extra, extra, like, you know, hardness in your, in, in your plan. Like it's going to be too hard mentally and it's just going to be a struggle for you. Then I don't want to do it. So it depends on the client and how strict they are with themselves and how much I trust them and all of that. So it just, it just depends. Yeah. Right. Very cool. What do you think about, uh, you, you're not a big proponent of cheat meals though, B, right? Like we've talked about that before and you're like, (laughs) it's just not something that you crave really. I don't really crave. I think it's more of a mentality thing um, because when I'm on prep, I, I just focus on my diet and I don't really have cravings. Even yesterday, Joe, went, like he told me that, that I could have whatever. Of course, it's not a whatever, aka I hop or anything like that. Right, um, right. But I, I, I could have chosen different stuff and I just ate chicken with veggies and, and professor nuts. So... It's kind of, for me, it's a mentality. If I if I know that I'm going to have a cheat meal on Saturday, let's say, and I start thinking about food and looking for food and looking for restaurants and this and that, I, I start craving actually stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, I, I just don't care about food pretty much. And I also like my diet and it's adjusted to my my needs and all that stuff. So I think that it, it plays a huge role like wh- when you have something that is totally adjusted to you and to what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. but I, I don't really do cheat meals. Yeah. Only, That's only a... real, do, uh, not the loads, um, refeeds and... Right. You know. Gotcha. <clears throat> That's definitely... I mean, it's, cheat, meals, cheat meals are a huge <clears throat> area of... Well, how could I like debate between a lot of coaches? Because you have coaches that, and you know, we can, we can call them what we want. We can say cheat meals, you know, we can call it a refee. We can call it, you know, whatever the heck we want to call it, but person by person, they vary. You know, some people like, for instance, like yourself, a, a refeed meal may be completely 100% whole food. I mean, um, clean food, but it might just be extra calories that you wouldn't normally take in. Whereas another competitor, a cheat meal is a burger and fries and a piece of cheesecake and, you know, a Coke and, you know, maybe some Oreos before bed, that's a cheat meal for them. So it's very different the way cheat meals are handled, you know, person by person. And, but it's also, like I said, a very big call for cause for debate between a lot of coaches, because I know coaches that are like totally against cheat meals that are totally not against refeeds. They're too different. So I think they're two different things. Like, Cheat meal is, is a meal that that's like a cheat food, like something that is not a part of your diet. And then a refeed is something that's a part of your diet, just more of it. Right. And I agree with that. I agree with that statement, just like B said, like completely, but I believe that there are coaches that their mentality is that anytime you eat more calories than you're supposed to, it's a cheat meal. You know, it doesn't matter whether it has, you know, whether it's sugary, like cookies or something like that, or if it is just chicken and rice, they still look at it as being a cheat meal per se. And that's something, you know, like I said, it's it's definitely been a cause for debate. I mean, I've had debates myself over the years with, you know, but I've always had really good success with my lifestyle clients over the years with allowing them, you know, like a weekly cheat or a biweekly cheat because it gives them something to look forward to. And when you have people that are addicted to food, 
which a lot of lifestyle clients are, they have to have a release. They have to have something that is almost like a, you know, like a goal that they're striving for in order for them to, and, so, and for a lot of them, that goal is that food. It's being able to go out with oh, yeah. their friends that Sunday night and have two glasses of wine and, you know, wings and, and fries and, you know, whatever the case may be. And that, you know, is, is it as necessary? I almost feel like it's even more necessary with you guys with bodybuilding because you guys are so restrictive of yourself so much more, you know, because I feel like like even when I would do lifestyle clients and a lot of people didn't disagree with me with this, but I had really good success over all the years was I would have clients on six week diets with a biweekly cheat meal and a, and, a, and they would have a calorie um they would have a calorie limit as to what they were allowed with their cheat meals. And then, so they would, in six weeks, they would have three cheat meals with, with caloric limitations. And then we would go off diet completely for a week. So I give them seven days off to just kind of like let their body reset. And we would go back and we would keep training. Training wouldn't, wouldn't change, but then we would go back on another six week routine after that. And the crazy part was, is that it, it, it almost like coached them and taught them how not to cheat. So when we would come up on our seventh week, that was their free week, they wouldn't eat as much as you would think they would because now their mentality is changing. And they're like, yep. okay, well, when they go in the kitchen, instead of grabbing, you know, a handful of Oreos, they're eating rice cakes or they're, you know, they're just starting to think about, well, I'm working so hard for this. Like, and you want to know what up? else? Yeah, you want to know what else? The reason that I think that cheat meals are great because I let them be strict and then they're like really, you know, they're in control, they're strict, they're good. Then guess what? They have a cheat meal and it makes them feel like crap. And then they're like, wow, no wonder exactly I don't yep. eat this food. So it makes them not want to eat it anymore because then they start realizing how horrible it is. So then they're like, okay. Yep on my next cheat meal, I'm going to choose something healthier, but something that I'm craving. And that kind of gets them into that mindset of let's start choosing healthier foods. This crap isn't working for me. It makes me feel bad. It's not making me like have energized. I just feel sluggish. Like they start realizing that. So it's good to have that, you know, sometimes it's kind of like a shock and you're just like, Oh wow. I didn't realize like how much this was affecting my body. And it's good for them to feel that way. It's good for them to see it. It's good for them to feel that way. It's going to make them not want to do that in the future. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's a, I think that's a huge piece to retraining. You know what I mean? Because when you have people who are addicted to food and it's crazy when you really look at it, I mean, having, having probably worked with, I mean, hundreds of lifestyle clients over the years, I would say 75% of them were genuinely addicted to food. You know what yes. I mean? And it's, and not even, not even necessarily an addiction when it comes to, you know, like, like being addicted to cigarettes or alcohol or something like that. It's a, the addiction is the feeling that you get when you eat it. It's that comfort level. It's that, that, you know, the, the, the bliss of, you know, the flavors and like things like that. I mean, people, you know, because if it was just, a, if it was just a matter of like food being flavorful, then you could just season healthier food and make it taste good and they'd be okay with it. But it was not about that. It was the, the feeling, you know, that they get the endorphin rush that they get when they eat sugar and they eat things like that. And people become addicted to that. So it's, it's definitely a very, very difficult thing to change and to, you know, to reprogram somebody's mind as to what they, what they should be eating, what they shouldn't be eating. And I think that's a huge piece that you just said, Ashlyn, because it happened all the time where I would get people who would go out and have like a massive cheat meal and they come back and, and they 
like call me the next like a lot of times they'd have a cheat meal and they wouldn't come train the next day because they'd be sick yeah and they'd be like i don't know why i don't know how i used to do this before because i could go out easily and have you know seven beers and five shots with my friends and eat you know four different plates of bar food and you know potato skins and all this fried crap and i'd be fine the next day and now i can't even eat that I, i'm like puking my guts up and i'm like and I would, I, those calls were almost like badges of glory. You know what I mean? Where I would 100%. get that phone call, you know, and I'd be like, yes, you know, cause I knew we were making <laughs> progress, you know? So uh, yeah, our uh, bodies adapt. So our absolutely. bodies are going to adapt to whatever it is. So if you're constantly feeding it crap, it's going to adapt to crap and you're going to feel like crap, but you're not going to know that you feel like crap until you're done. Like exactly. until you get out of that. And then you're like, wow, I didn't even know I could feel this good because I've always just fed my body crap. I've drinking whatever I've wanted. I haven't been exercising, whatever, but you, and that's kind of where I was when I, before I started my journey, like I ate whatever I wanted Taco Bell every day. You know, I drank regular sodas, like diet soda. Why would I drink that? Like I would just drink regular soda. Like I, I didn't care. I had zero cares in the world. And I didn't know any different because I didn't even know the feeling of being healthy. I never knew what it felt like to be healthy. So right. for me, I was like, well, I'm just tired. I just feel like crap. I'm just like, I'm just, it's just another day. It's just like yeah. my normal day. I just have no energy. And now right. it's like, I wake up and I'm the most happy person every single day when I wake up and it's because I'm healthy and I just love everything about the life that I've created. And I feel like any, every, I, I know for a fact, every single person in the world can do this, but it takes a long time to get out of that like comfort zone you're so comfortable yes. being able to just do whatever you want to do eat whatever you want to eat and it's hard to switch out of that it's like it's 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 literally the biggest change and the biggest struggle for most people is just to get away from that because it's an addiction it is it's Absolutely. just like yeah. quitting mm -hmm. cigarettes or any other drug out there it's the same thing it's hard it takes constant 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 um work Effort. to tell yourself yeah absolutely. yes and I think the beauty of things now, too, is that, I mean, you can pretty much go anywhere to any restaurant, any place and find something that's reasonably healthy. So let's say you're in a maintenance phase, you know, where you've lost, you know, maybe you're a, a lifestyle client or a lifestyle person who's lost 40, 50 pounds and you're at a healthy weight and you're happy with your body and things are good and you're just trying to maintain. You can go just about anywhere, even McDonald's and order something off the menu that is decent. Now, I'm not talking the healthiest thing in the world, but I'm talking decent where you can go and make a better decision where you can drive up and get a, you know, grilled chicken sandwich versus getting a, you know, a Big Mac and French fries and, you know, chicken nuggets and things like that. That's the, I will say that that's the beauty of kind of where the, the, the marketplace in terms of food has, has come 180 in the United States is that for a long time, you couldn't go to like a McDonald's or a Burger King or something like that and get something reasonably healthy and i'm and i use that terminology very loosely because reasonably healthy is a lot different than healthy but you understand what i'm saying there are options out there now that people can go if if the necessity you know requires them to like let's say they're just in a situation where they have no time or no ability to go anywhere else and this is the one place they can stop real quick and either eat or not eat because i'm i would tell any client i'd rather you eat something than not eat at all so if you're going to go through a place like that and hit a drive through the beauty of that now is that in a lot of these circumstances, we can find, you know, things that we can eat, even in situations like that, that we can make healthier choices. And I think that just comes down to that at the end of the day for, for lifestyle clients. Now, obviously, you know, we're, 
going off on a totally different tangent versus like you know, competitors and things like that. But, and I know uh, one of the beautiful things that I think, and I know B, I know you have fast food restaurants and stuff in Portugal B, but it definitely sounds like in our conversations, you know, since we've started the show that Portugal in and of itself seems to be a healthier food environment in general. Is, would you agree with that? Well, I think so. Um it depends on where you where you go because if you go to a like a tourist zone uh, you can easily find grilled fish and all that stuff but if you go right. to traditional uh, everything is made with loads of fats like olive oil gotcha, and all gotcha. that stuff and the thing is it's the good thing about dubai and the the main uh, difference that i noticed was that you can find you can go to a normal restaurant and just ask for plain chicken and they just do plain chicken and it, they wait it out for you right um, that's awesome yeah they me- they just measure it and to like literally they are professionists uh, regarding that if you ask for i don't know like 150 grams um they they give you exactly that uh, wow. and in portugal it's like yeah like when 150 a portion same is a portion. As 180 yeah like it's right. just whatever you know so they don't really care about it but of course you can you can always um, order a salad without dressing or right. something like that. Yeah. Well, that's how it is primarily here meat. too. Yeah. Like yeah, in the United like, States, you're not going to go to a restaurant and, and they have like a grilled chicken or like a chicken, you know, patty, whatever on the menu. You can't most rest. Well, I would say 99% of restaurants in the United States, you can't sit down and say, oh, tell the waiter, okay, I want 150 grams of chicken. I want a half a cup of white rice. They're going to look at you and go, okay, so you want the grilled chicken platter that's on the menu. And then they're going to bring you like two whole breasts, a giant serving of rice. You know, I mean, we don't have that, the flexibility or that customization here in most places in the United States where you can just walk in to a regular restaurant and order, like you said, 150 grams of chicken. And, you know, they're they're just going to make it how it is. Yeah, yeah. They there they even have restaurants like for the athletes. Like they just go and they meal prep everything, but that's as awesome. a restaurant, yeah, yep. yeah, that's great. In Portugal, it's like it's more traditional, I would say. But you can easily find grilled fish, and if right. you ask for it with no no salt or no oils or you know uh, all that stuff, they normally do it. Uh, I just don't really don't normally trust just because they are not into. Um, how we should be as a as a competitor and how we should follow everything so normally they it's not that important not having oil or not that important not having salt if you if you ask for food that without salt you know uh so i I normally just uh take my meals with me but if if you are not a competitor uh, if you if you are just a lifestyle client why not like it at the end it doesn't really matter if it has uh, just a little bit of sauce or something like that, it's fine. Right. Yeah, I would Absolutely. say. I think it's just like in the United States, for instance, it's like, you know, you can go to like, you know, one little area in a town and there will, there will literally be a Taco Bell, a KFC, a, a McDonald's, a Burger King, you know, a Wendy's within like one block of each other. And it's like, so a lot of people will fool themselves into believing that that's the only options I have because they're right here by my house and maybe I'm busy and I'm a mom and I'm picking my kids up from soccer and coming home from work and I'm doing all this stuff. And that's the, that's my, my, my real focus, you know, there is that it's like, you know, if you don't have time, 
if you really genuinely don't have the time that a lot of these places now have like kind of come, like I said, 180 and given us a little bit better options in terms of, you know, what we can order versus 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, McDonald's was shit crap. And it still is. I mean, 90, 90%, 99% of what's on the menu is garbage, but you can go there and get a grilled chicken, you know, and, and if you're going to take it even a step further and be like keto or something, you can literally just take the chicken off the bread and eat it. And it's a piece of grilled chicken. It's not, it's no longer a guess as to what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think a lot of places are like that. So, all right, cool. Well, ladies, I know uh, we got a little bit over an hour. Sorry, I was late. And, you know, it's always good to speak. Outside. Yeah. You know, I'm so good to hear from you both. I'm glad that we're all uh, here in the States and uh, let's go ahead and close it out this week and we'll uh, see everybody next week. Yay. Yes. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. See you next Have week. Have a great night. Bye.